Radio Newark. First with news. TV presenter and author Clive James has died at the age of 80. The Australian's agents say he passed away on Sunday at his home in Cambridge. He was diagnosed with leukaemia in 2010. Up to a 1,000 jobs in the UK are among 3,000 expected to be cut by Tata Steel across its European operations. The company employs 8,500 people across the UK. Putting Scotland's future in Scotland's hands. That's a message from Nicola Sturgeon after publishing the SNP's manifesto. She's also called for a second independence referendum and fears Britain crashing out of the EU without a deal. Brexit is nowhere near being done. The Tories have barely got going. There is every chance that the UK will leave the EU without a trade deal next year. The cost of insurance payouts to victims of the recent flooding in Yorkshire and the Midlands is expected to reach £110 million. And TV company Rock Oyster Media have said Gary Rhodes died shortly after being taken ill while filming in Dubai. The celebrity chef passed away at the age of 59. That's the latest from Radio News Hub. I'm John Francis. If a bank persuaded you to move your savings and you lost money, here at Goodwin Barrett, we believe you shouldn't have to wait months to get the compensation you deserve. In fact, on average, our claims are settled in just seven weeks. Goodwin Barrett have already helped thousands of people just like you claim back millions of pounds from the banks. So why wait? To start your free check, text LOST to 60777. Text LOST to 60777 now. You don't need a claims management company to make a complaint, and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. Radio Newark Weather. There'll be rain in many parts, windy in some areas, and turning colder as well. There could be a patchy frost in places. Temperatures will dip to 1 Celsius. For a full five-day forecast for Newark and Lincolnshire, log on to radionewark.co.uk. Radio Newark Sport, brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants for all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk Tonight, one of Newark's brightest stars of the future is back at Sport HQ and he also happens to be one of the most politest and well-mannered young men I have ever had the privilege of meeting. And his granddad is a football ledge, and he's here as well. Josh and Alan Burkett are at Sport HQ. I'm Mick Bradley. He's actually turned up for a night, and live on FM and DAB, this is Radio New at Sport. And the reason he went missing last night, of course, was Newark Flow serving. They had to come from 2-0 down to share the points at Long Eaton. Greg Smith scoring both the works goals with the equaliser coming in the seventh minute of injury time. That's what you call leaving it late. Southall City beat Burton Joyce 5-2 at Bishop's Drive to progress into round three of the Not Senior Cup. And Newark Town will join them and flow serve in the draw if they can overcome Redford United in tonight's match at the Sports Village. It's the third time the teams have met already this season and the Blues have yet to register a victory. Methinks tonight would be a very good time to start. Bailey Sugden made a big statement against a guy who has never been stopped before with an impressive first round T20 
TKO at Glory 72 in Chicago, a full report coming up on the website very soon. And it was round five of the National Trophy Series on Saturday and Zoe Codd went to Pembrey. BMX in, of course. Pembrey is in Wales by all accounts and she sent us a message to say the course was sandy and stayed dry despite the rain. Interesting. Which was welcome after all the muddy races they've had locally. Long sandy climb and some other steep banks to negotiate up and down. She finished eight from the course secured another top ten finish which she's done in all the five races so far in the series. The last race is in York in three weeks time. And it looks like another top ten finish she'll retain that ranking. And Zoe is going to come in and see us on the sports show when it's all over sometime towards the end of January. Not only is there live football tonight at the Sports Village, there's live football in Spain and Valencia and Chelsea at the moment. It's just after half-time and they're locked together. One each. Mr Smith, I normally ask you a sort of a question of what's happening I've on ca- the, can I just say I've, as long as it's not about flow, sir. We'll talk about them tomorrow I, night. I have written some rubbish in my time at the advertiser, but I've never used the line "stayed dry despite the rain." Yes, well, that's, <laughs> I'm only reporting what it said here. Right. So I normally at this time ask you about a big story, but I got an I, I got an email last night, and I, I was just want to talk to you about this email that I I received. It come from the York Athletic Club. Hmm. Hi, if you build it, people will come. The sports village has already booked five track and field meetings for 2020. <laughs> now, this is Newark, where you don't get athletics <laughs> meetings. Okay, uh, we're not bothered about the dates at the moment, because it's a long way off, but the Knotts AAA Festival of Athletics to celebrate the new facility. That's coming, where there's going to be an attempt in Newark to recreate someone doing the four-minute mile. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, wow. Youth Development League are coming. It's not you, is it? <laughs> definitely not me <laughs> the northern league are coming and the county schools are having their gala at newark isn't it fantastic You've got newark athletic club and the ymca working together with this brand new facility and already it looks like we have got the facility in nottinghamshire for athletics and i think that's absolutely fantastic well i mean it's it's it, you, you stitched me up because i wasn't properly introduced to the lady from the here <laughs> the, uh, the the council when I said that it's amazing what Newark AC have achieved over the years despite having rubbish facilities but I mean it, it, it's this was to the woman actually in, in charge at NSDC <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh how are you doing love let me slag you off on radio but basically um, it's just a miracle isn't it I mean there's no other word for it I mean we've, we've, we've dreamed about something like that happening and then all of a sudden we've got this news and it's just like all the Christmases have come at once. Unbelievable. And I, I, I think um, at the bottom, um, I'll keep you updated on further dates when they become available. Gareth still can't believe it, Bagley. <sighs> no, it's, it's just absolutely incredible because Newark, have, Newark as a town has been starved of facilities down the years. We've had the stadium, we've had Elm Avenue, we've had Kellam Road cricket and football uh, uh, sorry cricket and rugby football and that's been it and then all of a sudden we are the centre of the universe we've got two floodlit grounds 
playing top class football and we've got an athletic stadium which is you know, ready and raring to go over the Olympics. It's I think, incredible. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, you missed an absolute cracker last night because um, James Tomlinson is an absolute star. Born on the north side of Glasgow and he played rugby instead of football. Um, have a listen to the podcast, Tony, because it is he, he is an absolute star. And I've got to repeat one of the stories he told. So you got playing for the army in in Germany against the Air Force. So, big rugby match. Obviously, you know, Army against the Air Force was never going to be a friendly, was it? Um, four times in the first half, the referee called James and his counterpart over and said, look, guys, if you don't stop fighting and start playing rugby, that's the end. You're both being sent off. End of. This is your last warning. So, he says, we shook hands, we walked off at half-time, told us told each other was being complete idiots and let's play rugby ten minutes into the second half whistle blows come here you two calls them over and I've told you about the fighting and I've told you I'm not going to tell you again and the turns around and says, but sir we're not fighting we're playing rugby he says I know you two are not fighting but both your wives are with each other <laughs> <laughs> and he sent them both off because to of part the wives that held the game up. It's a brilliant story. <laughs> he also played rugby league as well as rugby oh, union. Good lad. And um, proper rugby. He, his comment was, "Oh, I just thought rugby league was. It really is just about big men just powering." powering over the line. And I thought I'll give it to go. He says, ten minutes into it, I was there thinking, mm. somebody kick this ball yeah, out, please." Yeah. So, anyway, one more quick story before we get to our super-duper special guest. Um, the passing must have come as a bit, bit, bit of a shock to him. Finley Bass has been invited by British Cycling to the Manchester Velodrome next year um, for um, sprint power um, training. It's the results he's got this year that's brought him into one of the top 20 selected riders nationwide to, to, to go to this event. That's fantastic news, isn't it? Yeah. It, absolutely fantastic! So well done, uh, well done, young young Finley. I think that's uh, something definitely to be to be proud of. Is, is another classic example of the youngsters of this town that really are destined for uh, for great things in the future. Okay, talking of classic examples, let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> do you like that? Do you like that lady in there? <laughs> Honestly, professionalism at its best. <laughs> you couldn't write this stuff, could you? It's a young man that. He's very difficult to believe that he's playing under-16 football because everybody's known him for what seems to be for forever. Um, and everybody says the same. I'll talk to his granddad a little bit later on because his granddad must be so, so proud of him. I certainly... Well, I'm certainly proud of him. I'm not his granddad, but um, I'm, I'm certainly proud of him. Josh Burkett, welcome back to um, Radio Newark. It's nice to... Um, you're, I know it's a busy schedule, so I was actually amazed when I said, were you coming? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was amazed, but well done. Thank you thank you for coming in. And the table's going to be turned a little bit tonight, because last time you come in, you were sort of um, supporting Grandad a little bit, yeah. and um, Grandad's um, supporting you now, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> we don't see much of Newark's footballing legend anymore, because he's, uh, he's travelling around um, the country with you. We'll talk about that as well. Um a couple of weeks ago, this is where I want to start. A couple of weeks ago, um, your Boston United team played at the Sports Village against uh, your old club. Um, when that draw 
came out, Josh, what, um, was it, uh, oh, no, or, I can't wait. Um, it's a bit of both, really, because, obviously, all my friends who I go to school with and all my friends who, like, I know from Newark, they all play for RHP. And obviously, I've never really played against my friends now for, like, two years. I'm normally playing against people I don't even know who they are. So, obviously, playing against my friends was, like, amazing. I could have, like, my family come down to watch me. I could have, uh, my friends from school come and watch me. And it was one of them, obviously, where we're expected to win. We go to there, we're meant to be this, we're meant to be that. We're expected to win. And obviously, we did win 3-0, but it's just, like, the pressure. It's nice to feel like we're favourites and to go there, everybody's watching, see what we're all about, and we put a really good performance in against, obviously, the best grassroots team in the uh, county, which is RHP. You you, you must have... Um good memories of playing for RHP because you have some cracking mm. cracking times with, with you and obviously I mean Gary Gary Atwood has done a, a fantastic yeah. a fantastic job there did you get a chance to speak to Gary at all? Yeah I got there early I was there early probably like 10 minutes before we was all meeting and I was speaking to Gary obviously I see Gary all the time because I'm always at RHP seeing Gary all the time but I was just speaking to him he was just like oh they have to let us know uh, I, I like you're going to play and stuff and just like having a bit of banter with him <laughs> But obviously, I have a lot of respect for Gary and Ash because they've produced some like unbelievable players. Like, obviously, you've got Alfred Price who's at Boston, me who's at Boston, Fear Williams who's at Sheffield United. You've got Manny Norkett who's at Man United. It's just for a club to produce one player who plays at any sort of level is a massive thing. Never mind creating four or five players; it's like ridiculous. So, credit to RHP, and that is obviously before all the amazing facilities are coming. So now we've got the facilities. You never know who we can be. Uh, See him playing at a decent level in the future. It's a production life for Boston United he's got going. <laughs> exactly. Um, you, as you say, by the way, Chelsea's gone into a 2 1 lead. Oh, um, oh don't <laughs> sound so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you with that, John. Um, <laughs> come on, Valencia. <laughs> it's. He's put me completely off now. <laughs> <laughs> put me com- That's what I'm here for, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It is. Um, the YMCA which is where it was, and we'll yeah. talk about the facility mm-hmm. and um, plastic football pitches in a few yeah, minutes' yeah. time. Um, but it was a boat trip. Oh, now, yeah. I know Mr Atwood <laughs> went went on it, and um, yeah. it was still green sort of a week later. Um, you was on it at the beginning when it was sort of calm waters in the channel. Yeah, biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> on that. Yeah. No, it was obviously it was for a great cause, but... I'm sorry, but if anybody said to me I'm going on it with a smile like I'd, oh, I'm so excited to be going on this, I'd tell them to sort themselves out because <laughs> it's, it's not it's, it, it's not bad. <laughs> it's awful. It's it's it's, it's, it's bad. It's like because you think once you're on there, it's not that bad, but you don't realise that once you're on there, you're not getting out. Like, do you know, like, if you feel a bit ill at home, you can go for a walk, or something. None of that. You've had it. Once you're on it, you're on it. And obviously, first day I got picked to make the food, so that means being like downstairs kind of thing making the food and everything I never wanted to eat again just put off food being sick I was sick 36 times in one, <laughs> in one day you see I, I like the sea that, you know and it's something that I like the sea, known about, not I'm on it I would have been at the front of that queue because it would have been an absolute dream come true but <laughs> you and Gary and, and, and Damo will never go near another boat again no, no, no. I, I'm a, I'm a land man now I've decided fisherman <laughs> Well, when crazy. did you begin to feel that this is not the best idea that you'd ever had? Well, we went on, me and my friend Lias from school, 
we both went we both got asked to do it by the head teacher we both said do you fancy doing it because they weren't expecting someone like us to really do it but we said yeah we'll do it we'll, we'll go for it we'll do it because I suppose you could say we was like the odd ones out of the group so we said yeah but we'll, we'll go and do it and we was on there uh, got to Portsmouth bit of swagger about us thought yeah this is alright <laughs> got all my hair gel all my nice clothes all my, all my towels and everything I thought yeah nice bag <laughs> thought this would be alright this Walk downstairs. First thing, first thing I do is bang my head. Sit going down, bang my head. That's just sums it up, really. Just <laughs> bang to the head. Yeah. Sleeping for twelve hours straight. I've never done that in my life. I was that tired in that week, sleeping for twelve hours. But luckily, we uh, one night of the trip we had to stop. So me and my mate ran off and went and spent thirty pound on a steak because we was that hungry because we hadn't been eating. So I suppose at the end got a stake so it's worth it so i don't suppose when you become a professional footballer <laughs> superstar then you're, you're ever going to go and i'm a celebrity are you no i'm not going to <laughs> no <laughs> what did you sleep in yeah we slept on the was boat it, was it, was it, was it, what i mean was yeah. it hammocks was it it, it, it was like it, i can't nelson want the captain <laughs> tone, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was bunks but there was six of us dear oh dear six of us in like a room but there was like i was at the bottom so i had three people above me and it was like the most unsecure thing in the world like you would be worried. It's like, imagine being in a sleeping bag, just dangling with a bit of string. You're actually dangling. As as you stop during the night, you're in the middle of, like, you don't go to a port, you're in the middle of the thing, and you're like, you wake up in the night, and you're like, oh, what is it? Oh, I just heard something. Oh, you realise you're at the sea. You're like, oh, I'll just go back to sleep. It's a wave. It's just, it was awful. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone I spoke to just said how it was so for such a good cause, but <laughs> Damo, when I seen Damo and Gary at the celebration night, I just couldn't believe it. It's just the faces, how, like, I just couldn't believe it. How anybody is we're normally quite happy people, but uh, <laughs> never seen anyone so disappointed in my life. I said to Damo, "I've knew it. I've knew it. Lost. No, no. Been on a boat. It was like it's awful. Yeah. He's so, done it well. <laughs> yeah. But we raised money for YMCA, so it's worth it. It's worth it indeed. Um, just before we go to the break, and then we will come back and talk about Boston United and not so fair and all things like that. Um, yeah. School. Because um, we tend to forget you're still at school, you know. We don't mm. don't even think about it. How's the uh, how's school work coming in in between all the football? Uh, I'm alright at school. I'm, like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A, I have to admit, I'm not. A, I'm clever. I'm actually I'm quite clever, but I'm not an angel at school. I get myself in a bit of bother, <laughs> uh, a little bit of bother. But uh, it is what it is. I do never miss my homework. I always do my homework and stuff. I have to make sure I do it. But I'm not an angel at school. But I'm not the worst. I'm just it is what it is. So what you got another year at? This is my last year. This is your last well, year. I finished school in like May June, so not long now. So, what's the uh, the plan? Uh, two years studying and playing football with Boston, and then from there see how it goes. And Boston got an an academy you can yeah. go. Oh, excellent! Yeah, it's like a uh, youth team academy playing like the national. So obviously Boston are in the National League North. It's like the National League North for under 19s But do, do they? Is there a school attached to it? So, or a, yeah, yeah, you go or to college. Or a college or whatever college, attached yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, you do a college. Everybody does a level three BTEC, which is obviously like, it's actually quite a respected qualification now because it's equivalent of three A levels. So after the two years, if football doesn't work or you don't get the options that you wanted with football, even if it's a semi-professional or professional level, you can go to university because you've got three A levels behind you, so there's always like a backup plan. So will, you, very will you be living over in Boston then? Uh, I'm not sure yet, I'm not 100%. Grandad? Yet. I'm not 100% yet. <laughs> yeah, obviously, if I'm not living there or whatever, there'll be a lot of travelling involved because I'll be there near enough every day. But obviously, we've got like the train and stuff to get there. So it's not the worst. There's not many trains that go between Boston and, 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 nah, and well, New York, that's, the Josh. that's your problem. That, the problem is, I have to get, like, I'll have to wake up at like 7 in the morning, 
to get to Grantham to go then wait for ages to go from Grantham to Skegness. Well, well, well the Grantham to Skegness train it stops at Boston. So I think we all know what the answer is to that question. Yeah, we, don't do, we? we do. We and do. We'll talk to him in a few minutes. <laughs> Coming up next, though, we're going to talk to um, Not Fast Dave. It's a bit of a quiet week for them, but he's got two weeks to tell us about. So Dave's got a lot to tell us about. Then we're going to find out a little bit more about Boston United. We're going to find out about uh, the Knots FA and um, where this young man expects to end up in his football career. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Radio Newark, celebrating the festive season with our local business friends. Wishing you a happy Christmas and a peaceful new year from all the team at Smith's Timber Merchants on Appleton Gate, Newark, one of Newark's oldest family businesses. We love local, especially at this time of the year. Season's greetings from Newark. You've flipped it over, you've turned it round, yet still you're tossing and turning on that same old lumpy mattress. Cartergate Bed Centre is no ordinary bed shop with over 30 years in the business and free delivery on beds within 50 miles. Cartergate Bed Centre offers sleep easier prices on beds and bedroom furniture from the least expensive to the most exquisite. You'll find all the major brands right here in the heart of Newark, including Silent Night Sleep Easy, Hypnos, Somnus, Sealy and more. Visit us on Cartergate in Newark or call Newark 707-215. Once you visit us, you'll understand why everyone else has. Okay, to the um, phone lines Wednesday night, so we find out what uh, team not fast have been up to, and of course that's not fast, Dave. With a couple of weeks' stories to tell us, so Dave, I'm going to leave it all to you. Thank you, Mick. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, a couple of weeks. Last week a little bit busier than this week. I'll start with last week. We had um, 38 club members over seven different part runs. Quite a few personal bests: uh, Victoria Belden, Henrietta McCabe. She was first in her age category at Doncaster, uh, as was Angela Brown at Newark, and Anne White ran her 50th park run. Um, moving on to last Sunday, we had seven members took part in the inaugural Caythorpe Dash 10K. It was a nice mixed terrain, very muddy, a little bit hilly race. Uh, I ran myself, that was 52 minutes 48, followed by Claire Wood, 57.23, her husband, Barry Wood, 57.24. We had Anne Manley, 104.32. Ernie Clark, 109.30. Kathy Clark, 109.31. Diane Kennett, 112.01. And Jill Folks, 112.59. Uh, Rick Dobbs, he took part in the Derby 10-mile race. He got a new personal best for a 10-mile of more than eight minutes in one hour, 27.52. Kim Etherington bates she ran the Mo 10K at Wilton Hall. She got a course personal best of 49.39. A few members attending the Long Sutton 10K. Simon Locke, 42 minutes 31. Chris Redhead, 56.21. And Zana Perry got a personal best in 56 minutes 50. Rounding off last week, we had the Manchester Walker, sorry, the Matthew Walker Christmas Pudding Run. Um, Saw quite a few members not fast to take part. Martin Dickinson. 55.57, Angel Brown, 58.03, 
Annette Taylor, she came third in her age category at 104. Uh, Vic Knight, 107.51. John Miller, 109.48. Sue Needham, 111.22. And Steve Needham, 111.22 as well. Now, moving on to the week just gone, a little bit quieter, but still some some good standouts. We had 38 club members over seven part runs. Personal best for Janet Davis and Tony Castoris. Angela Brown and Annette Taylor were first in their age categories at Sherwood Pines. Kim Edrington Bates and Henrietta were at Silverstone for the Silverstone 10K. Kim got a new personal best in 48 minutes 40, so Kim's on fire the last couple of weeks. And Henrietta McCabe in 56.51. The monthly free Trust 10K at Clumber. Sue and Steve Needham were both there, 115.24. And moving on to one of the bigger events, Doncaster 10K last Sunday. Damien Davis knocked it out of the water with a personal best of 34 minutes 56. Adrian Dix followed in 39.15. Simon Locke got a course PB at 42 minutes 53. Janet Davis, 46.38. Peter Lane, 52.16. Peter Middleton, 5538, Chris Redhead, 5708, Faith Patterson, 5929, Suzanne Catley, 10225, Victoria Wakeman, 10616, and Nick Harrison in 11318. So, good lot of personal bets over the last couple of weeks, Mick. Um, I'll say this week was a little bit quieter than last. Um, but hopefully now we're starting to move into the, the winter running season. We've got the cross countries coming up soon, quite a few different events. So um, I'm hoping we should see a few busier weeks in the coming weeks. We've certainly got the conditions for cross country. Haven't we just, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> like I mentioned, the um, the Kaythorpe Dash 10K, really nice event. It wasn't a very, very busy event. It was 100, maybe 150 there. Um, but it was a really, really quite a pleasant race. Very muddy, though. Very muddy race. Those um, those running shoes are, are taking a battering. Oh, they do. They do indeed. <laughs> Dave, thank you so much. We'll catch mm. up with you in a couple of weeks' time. Pleasure. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. Dave Farger there with all the not-fast news. Um, well, he's been sitting there very quietly, so let's um, have a quick chat with um, a Newark footballing legend. Um, Ginger Burkett, of course, everybody's everybody's hero. Um, British Rail, <laughs> RHP, wherever you are, he's your hero. Um, Alan, we don't see a lot of you now watching football because uh, you're chief taxi service, I assume. That's right, yep. All over the country. You, you're finding sort of new grounds to go to. Yep. Not many I haven't been to, but there's a lot I haven't. <laughs> you, yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, it's... Is this what we love to do? I mean, I when I get the opportunity to take the grandchildren to um, the rugby, wherever they are, then that's, you know, that takes preference and that's what it's all about. But uh, you must get great satisfaction in not only watching him, but what people say about him. Oh, yeah, he's a good lad. He's all right. Yeah. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, yeah. he, he's, he's, he's more than all right, isn't he? Let's yeah. be honest, he's, yeah. um, he's more than all right. Uh, they've, got a good, they've got a good set of lads, actually. They've got a good 15, 16 good lads. All good. But, like most clubs, I'm assuming then it, 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 it falls to someone to get them there. There's no sort of team bus or anything, then? Oh, no. No, everybody has to, 
you know, individually take them. And you, uh, well, say you're all over. And it's you, twice a week training, you see, Boston. And then uh, a game on a Saturday, you can you can do 240 <laughs> miles just t- taking them to training and playing at, even at Boston a week. <clears throat> do you get a chance to use that caravan these days? I ain't got a caravan. <laughs> it's gone, hasn't it? It's gone. <laughs> uh, understandable, I suppose. It's all your fault. Yeah, yeah. I'll, take I'll take the blame for that. You take the blame for it. Um, you, you was playing for RHP and enjoying, yeah, yeah. enjoying life. and Loved it, yeah. And Boston United came a-calling. Yeah, yeah. Just was... tell us the, the story. So it was under-14s. No, yeah, under-14s. Uh, towards probably like halfway, just after Christmas... I started having like a few clubs messaging my mum. I uh, just want to come for a trial. I'd scum for United, Doncaster, and Boston. Uh, first of all, the first person club to come to me was Boston. I went straight to Boston after coming back from a holiday in Spain in February. Loved it. Loved the lads. Lads are quality. Best bunch of lads to be around with. All from different parts of Lincolnshire and obviously Nottinghamshire. And we just got such a bond. It's like. I've never been involved in a team where there's such a bond where there's, you got it right between professionalism and being serious to off the pitch, going out, having a laugh and being like respectful. We all go and watch the first team game together. We love it. We're just obviously buzzing. The first team we got Rochdale away in the FA Cup on Sunday. We've just got a real like family feel to it and that's what I like about it. And that's the reason I chose Boston over my other options is because I fell in love with it. That's what, that's what I like. I like Boston. And... and- the, the ground is it York's, York, York Street. Street York, yeah, York Street is going to be no more very soon. Yeah, obviously this is the last season at York Street. Obviously it's awful because all the memories that Boston have got being at York Street. But the new facility, the new community ground, looks unbelievable. Obviously designed by the same people who designed Tottenham Stadium, half uh, astroturf and half. Uh, oh, so the electrics won't work. Yeah, I say yeah, <laughs> half astroturf and half uh, grass pitch. And obviously uh, seated, just looks really smart, foot, foot, way up to Football League standards. So let's hope the future's bright and we get back to where we belong. That's the next question then. Boston was a, a well-respected club banging on the door of, yeah, yeah. of, of Football League and you know, yeah, it we was were, yeah. one of the top non-league clubs yeah. in the country and then something went wrong yeah yeah um, david newton I'm not, I'm not a party to what went wrong but um Saved something went wrong and boston dropped like a stone yeah yeah obviously financial problems again which happens to all non-league clubs throughout their i suppose their like their life through their life uh they go through stages where they struggle financially and that makes a massive difference to any football club if you've got money you'll have success you look at selford if you've got money you're gonna have success and obviously uh boston are slowly coming back into that bringing in big name players George Green from Everton in the summer who at 16 years of age was worth a million pounds bringing him into Boston makes a statement and starting to slowly come back up to where Boston need to be it's massive it's a massive club I didn't obviously if someone said to you Boston you will not think they're a massive club but being involved in them you realise the legacy and how many supporters and how big of a club it is it's ridiculous like there might only be 1500 fans there on a Saturday at the minute but I guarantee you if Boston win on a Sunday and get an FA Cup draw at home at York Street there'll be easy four or five thousand people there and it is one of the biggest clubs in non-league I don't care what anybody says one of the biggest clubs in non-league so if being involved with Boston United is a, a dream yeah yeah 
when the Knots FA came a calling. Yeah, that was pretty good to be fair. That was unbelievable. It was amazing to be playing for Nottinghamshire. Playing alongside lads who I never heard of in my life. I don't know any of them. I still don't really know any of them, to be honest. We've played two games together and I still don't really know the group of lads that well, to be honest. It's working out the personalities. We've got lads from Forest, Derby, Mansfield, Stoke City. And obviously to be captain in Nottinghamshire, to captain your county, it's, it is the ne- next best thing, isn't it, really? You've got your, you've got your country and you've got your county. It's like it's a really big thing for me and obviously I love it. We, we, we spoke... Didn't we last week when we was arranging this, and I was saying yeah. that the how much I enjoyed taking taking Gary Atwood when he played yeah, yeah. for the county, and um, you know we went we went all over, yeah. um, and the way it, it, it's it's done. I mean, I know it's probably at Boston. It's probably probably exactly the same. But yeah. for, for Gary and I, it was you know Gary turned up in his white shirt and and yeah. and, 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 and tie the knots FA reps met them at the pre-match was done correctly yeah yeah afterwards you all went you all went together for yeah, for yeah. a meal yeah. and and the day was yeah, was yeah. special and and the away matches <coughs> the coach was like i, I mean did yeah, they still yeah. do a coach yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah, we play away fine, fine, yeah the coach was was laid on for you and it, it was there was a, that was a special couple of years that i had you know yeah, with, yeah. with gary there yeah. and uh and was lucky enough to have you know Reese Lewis and, and, and Davies. That there's all uh, there's a group of them. Yeah, um, yeah. As, as, as well, but under 16s, under 17s, on, 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 I'm under 18s. Yeah, you, you'll be playing county football for. Yeah, it's obviously I love it playing for your county. It's amazing. Uh, obviously, last week we we did get beat three 0 by Lincolnshire, but to I be, bet the Lynx lads enjoyed that. Yeah, but obviously playing against, I think out, there was 11 lads playing for Lincolnshire. And obviously seven of them I've played with for the last two years at Boston. <laughs> so it was like, it was quite, it's quite a weird experience. Like on the Saturday we were celebrating a big win together. And then on the uh, Wednesday we were kicking lumps, at, lumps out of each other. <laughs> so it's obviously, it's just, it's a good, good experience. And we've got Leicestershire to play, Humberside and North Yorkshire, I think. I think they're our next three games. So obviously hopefully pick up some points and see where that goes. Did you ever play county football, legend? No, I don't think I did. Oh, I no. see. Yeah. Josh won, Grandad. No. <laughs> <laughs> did you go and watch him play for the county? I mean, yeah. I, I know you're proud of him. Yeah. I mean, we're all proud of him. But yeah. to see him lead out the county team, yeah, it was good, very good. You know, just uh, some good lads again. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Yeah. I think that's a uh, that would have been a bit of a tear in the eye. I think on, on that one to see him walk out. There. Where did you play Lincolnshire? Uh, we played him at Collingham, right? So obviously it's local to me. But all the other lads were like so far for him to come from Nottingham, like the young side of Nottingham. Some of them from like Derbyshire, that kind of way, living there, go to school in Nottinghamshire. It's really far for them, but it's like ten minutes for me. So yeah, like all, a home game. All, all your people can come and exactly. Yeah, I had a good lot, good group of people there. Obviously, I had Harry Chapman and Alfie Price who from Newark play for Boston mm. with me they was there supporting me their parents were there supporting me so it's all good yeah any sport is down to um you know I mean god forbid but you could go out in the next match and get injured yeah yeah, yeah I mean any, yeah. any sports person yeah uh, any you got to have a so when I ask the question of where do you want this to go this yeah. football career of yours to go at the end of the day you know, you, mm. you've got to stay clear of injuries. That's yeah, yeah. We all know. But 
assuming everything works perfectly in, yeah. in that one yeah I, i'm gonna ask alan this one first alan football education <laughs> what's the most important for him well, if it makes it football. Okay, I'll give up on that. I'll give up on that one. Josh, same question. Uh, well, like my granddad said, really, if it's one of them things where you can't you can't say football is more important than education because football is not a guarantee. You know what I mean? Anything can happen. Like you said, you could go and injure yourself. You could simply not be good enough or. Football's about opinions, and if someone doesn't like you, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it. As simple as that. It's all about opinions. So obviously, education is important, but I think it's also important to have that balance right between education and football, especially when you're playing at a decent level. Because where somebody might be in, being able to revise for two or three hours on a Tuesday night, I might be training, and it's like I'm not gonna miss training to revise because football's what I do. You know what I mean? Someone might be good at English or whatever. Football is what I'm good at, and that's what I love doing. So that's what I'm going to do. Do you want the good news? I love the good news. Valencia two, Chelsea two. That's what we want here. Yeah. Oh dear. I don't know. Um, so let's do an ambition then. Ambition is to run out for Boston United's first team. Am I right uh, in saying that? Yeah, yeah. My ambition. Well, my ideal, my dream is to uh, play for Boston first team. If I play for Boston. I'll happily sit playing for Boston f- for forever, but the ideal, my dream would be to make my debut playing for Boston and to go somewhere bigger and better. In the nicest way, I don't. I want make my debut for Boston and play for Boston forever, or make my debut for Boston and go somewhere arguably better. That's what I want to do. Because that's what it's all about. It's no disrespect to Boston, is it? No, it's yeah, no I mean, I mean it's Boston. like RHP, which, which was yeah. absolutely great. But yeah. the next rung of the ladder was yeah. Boston, yeah. Yeah. and the next rung of the ladder from Boston yeah. may may be Lincoln. It may be bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to look for the obviously the options available and see where you can go. Obviously, playing at Boston, I've not not just playing Mickey Mouse clubs. I've played the Champions of Europe in pre-season. I've played against Liverpool. I've played Burnley. Played Peterborough United. Numerous occasions, Lincoln City, Nottingham Forest, any major big clubs, majority of them I've played, and it's like you won't get them. Not many kids from Newark get the opportunity to play against teams as big as what I've played against, and obviously that's why I'm so lucky to play against Liverpool after they've just won the European Cup to go to the facilities which take your breath away when you see them and you don't realise how much money's in football and how big football is. Until you get to them facilities, you can ask my granddad. It's one of them things where you have to say, "This is no messing about. This is serious stuff." When you've got fifteen and sixteen-year-olds <coughs> playing on a pitch, which is like a carpet. I've I've seen worse carpets than that pitch. It's unbelievable. It's, <laughs> you could you could put a slide tackle in and the grass would just spring back up. It's unbelievable. Is that the best? Pl- <coughs> is that the best best place you've been? I mean, there's no bias in this uh, at all, is there? <coughs> one second. Uh, yeah, I'd say. Liverpool is good, but Man City is a different level. <coughs> when I went with Manny Norkit to Man City, that is the uh, best football place I've ever seen, ever. Unbelievable. It's so much money. You can just see money everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's money. There's the... I think it costs billions, billions and billions to build 
you've got on a, you've got a twenty thousand I think it's twenty thousand capacity stadium just for academy players. <coughs> it's unbelievable. Alan, when 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 you go with him, are you made welcome, or do you just have to sit in the car? Oh no! Or, or no, nip no, round after, <laughs> or no? You just just go along and you go in together. You know. I mean, these there's big, always good facilities. The big clubs now are open the do- door to you. You know, it's not. Oh, yeah. You know, we're elite. We're wonderful. You know. Oh no, no, it's uh, it's all right. Everybody spoke to you. Everybody. You can imagine. At Liverpool, you'd got eight coaches to one team, yeah, and there was all... But everybody spoke yeah, to you. Cheers. You. Everybody. Uh, that's nice, isn't it? And yeah. That is... Oh, yeah, there was no... How it should be, yeah. isn't it? And that's I mean, when you realise, like, the legacy of Boston, when Boston United get invited to play at Liverpool. You don't get that at many clubs. Football league clubs don't get invited, but Boston did, so... Excellent day out, an excellent day out. Okay, we're going to have a quick break, and then when we come and come coming back, <laughs> we're going to have um, something that I've called Josh Burkett on, and I've got an whole list of subjects here that um, I want his valued opinion of. Um, some very serious, some quite not so serious. Radio Newark, Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk Radio Newark, celebrating the festive season with our local business friends. Hi, it's Marie from Edlin and Jarvis Estate Agents wishing you a very Merry Christmas. If 2020 is your year to make a change and move home, then why not pop in and see us on Stodman Street? We love local, especially at this time of the year. Season's greetings from Newark. Cooks and Company. All budgets. All styles. All under one roof. It's time to start living at Cooks. Cooks and Company now have stunning new home furnishings, lighting and accessories. Alongside kitchen appliances from brands like Neff, Rangemaster, Bosch and many more. It's the lifestyle store that has everything. With prices to suit any budget. So if you want to start living, start living at Cooks. Cooks and Company on Brunel Drive, Newark, next door to Vodafone. You passed on three questions. The only Korean SUV to offer a seven-year, 150,000-mile warranty? The answer is the Sangyong Karando. The only SUV that comes with huge interior and load space, a 10.25-inch screen and Apple and Android connectivity? That, too, is the Karando. And the SUV that comes with high-performance diesel and petrol engines and a two-ton towing capacity? The answer is, you've guessed it, the Sangyong Karando. Come and see the all-new Karando. From £19,995 at Chandler's Sangyong. Why not book a test drive? We think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Eighty-seven minutes gone, and it's Valencia two, Chelsea two. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that. Josh, I'm, I'm not going to dwell on this one too long for obvious reasons, but it's eight years ago today since we lost Gary Speed, and you know yeah. um, it's a story that's very close to your heart. Um, young football clubs these days is the question I really want to know. Is young football clubs these days like Boston, who um, 
obviously take great pride in looking after their youngsters. Yeah. The dressing rooms that Alan used to be in. Yeah. You couldn't, you wouldn't show oh, no. any sign of no, no, no. weakness or whatever because you'd be crucified for it. Do you, are you guys encouraged to talk? Yeah, yeah, we are encouraged to talk. We have technical directors, head of youths, uh, obviously our coaches. We have a number of play- people we can go to. You trust everyone in the dressing room 100%. If you have a problem, even if you don't want to go and speak to the technical director of the club, you can go and uh, speak to one of your mates, even at football, and say, oh, I've got a problem with this or whatever. And it does help. And I think having somebody to talk to is the most important thing in the world. Having somebody where you can go and you can say, oh, I've had a problem or this is on my mind. I'm even... I'm this, I'm that, whatever. Just having somebody to talk to is so important because it's all well having the amazing opportunities that we have at Boston. We have physiotherapists, we have strength and conditioning coaches. We have everything we want physically, but you can be in the best shape in the world, you can be physically, you can be muscular, you can be fit, but if you're mentally not prepared for a game or mentally not prepared, you're not in the right state of mind, then football is a waste of time because football is all about the brain. Football is one with the brain. And... Uh, Without having that support, you can't play football, and it's a vital part of the game. Yeah, if, if you go into a football match and you're absolutely 100% physically fit, and you've got a mental issue which is concerning you, the fitness counts for nothing. Exactly, yeah. Because when you cross that white line, it's it's there in your head, Yeah, yeah. and you're going for a tackle and your mind's somewhere else, yeah, you could yeah. get badly hurt. Yeah. Or but in the olden days, as me and Ginger call them, as my kids call them, you couldn't be in a football dressing room and, and announce any weakness. And then, and no, then, but, but these days, people actually are wonderfully more aware of, of mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. And you can actually turn around to your mate next to you on the bench and go, I'm in a bit of a mess here, mate. Can, will it, can we just have a chat? And people will respond these days. And we it's, should, it's lovely. We should all be very thankful for that because that is one massive, massive leap forward. What possibly isn't such a leap forward <laughs> is my next subject. <laughs> Thank you for that, Josh, by the way. Yes, um, <laughs> is my next subject VAR. Now, old fossils Ooh. like Tony and myself, and probably like <laughs> Grandad, think the best place for VAR is consigned. Although I do think there's a place for it if it was run correctly. I, I don't it. think it's being run correctly. You're the future. What do you think of there's VAR? There's a place for uh, it. It's room 101. <laughs> no, obviously, at the minute, I love it. I'm a Liverpool supporter. This well, it is called Liverpool, isn't it? Is, it? Is, yeah. yeah, I love yeah. it. I do love it at the minute because it's giving everything we want. But. I don't like it in the same kind of way. I think we should have goal line technology. That works. It works. Goal line technology works. But you cannot take human error out of the game until you take humans out of the game. And if you take humans out of the game, football's not worth playing. And I've heard a few rumours about VAR maybe even going. That's what I've heard, a few rumours <coughs> that VAR might be going. How old is he, Alan? <coughs> I don't know. But you can't. You cannot give somebody offside for a toenail, can you? <laughs> and things like that. That's, That's undermining... The problem is, if you are going to bring technology into it, then, yes, you have to give them offside, because if they are one thousandth of a millimetre offside, they are offside. What about if you're offside with your arm? 
you can't use your arm in football, but well, you can be offside with your arm. Technically, own. you fought your body, then you should offside. But, but if you've got a player that's offside for a toenail, there's something wrong with his boots. <laughs> <laughs> Cut his toenails, there you get. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, this is a problem if you're going to bring technology into it and you've not thought it out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it really is. It probably. is embarrassing for the Premier League seeing every week somebody getting slated, some official getting absolutely slated simply. But why can rugby do it brilliantly? You know, it, it, the, the match official and the, his two touch judges you sit there, look at a big screen with 50,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> money. <laughs> 50,000 people and make a decision. Yeah, it's money and respect. Yeah, football is a man's game. Uh, rugby is a man's game <laughs> where you don't answer back, else it's. You've had it. Football, there's too many, you know. Too many know it all, isn't they? Too many, yeah. Too many, too much money. So, I was on <laughs> signing. Um, VAR to um, room 101 as Tony says or not <laughs> uh, I reckon give it give it to the end of the season and then we have to have a review you have to have every club who's used it what's their opinion on it and go from there simple as excellent right um, <coughs> keeping our eyes on the football that's going on tonight New Town are taking the lead against Redford United like centre off James Evans has scored um, from a corner so um, up the town Tan one up and there's only 12 teams in the third round despite what you've heard in some other media outlets there's only 12 teams in, in the third round um, and if Southall Flo serving Tan are in there that's what we like oh, to oh yes something good could be happening you never know right um, the next thing we need to talk about and again old fossils like Mr Smith here fossils um <laughs> <laughs> plastic football pitches. Bear in mind, there's two games on in the county tonight, and they're both being played on plastic. Uh, I train on plastic two times a week, every week. I play on plastic most weekends, and uh, it's all good. You, you know what you're going to get. You could go to, like, I'm at Huddersfield on Saturday, and if it's a plastic pitch, I don't care what they're going to try and do. I know I'm going to have a fair pitch. And that's what I like about it. You know what you're going to get. You know you're going to have a good pitch, decent con conditions on the pitch, and that's what you, that's ma what makes the difference between winning and losing a football game. I think sometimes, if you take <coughs> if you take it forward ten years, yeah, yeah, is everything going to be plastic? Uh, I mean, a Premier Division, Premier League pitch now is it's virtually it's plastic. not grass, is it? No, it's virtually it's not grass at all. I've played on obviously Liverpool on the one of the, like what the first team train on and. Uh, it's not grass. It is grass, but it's not grass. I've, you can't call it grass. If I said to you, is that grass, you would say it's artificial, it's that good. So, uh, I think every club will eventually go to plastic simply because it's convenient. You haven't got to worry about cutting it. You haven't got to pay someone big money to look after it. It's there. Once you've got it up, it's there. And that's, you've got it forever. You Come on, then. Well, I was just going to... Put in that the uh, the old Manchester United manager um, Tommy Doherty was once asked whether he preferred uh, grass or astroturf, and he said that he'd never smoked astroturf. But it's four <laughs> G has come on an awful long way in the last twenty years. Alan, you've never played on plastic, I, I, I assume. Uh, Not properly. No, plastic. only at the Grove when we used to train. That's all. Mm. But uh, I suppose if something like Newark, you got. I mean, you can make money out of them, can't you? This is the other thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, £30 for a, a where, whereas low fields at the moment, 
he's basically being kept in cotton wool for one game every now and again because it is like a sponge. Half a mile down the road at the Sports Village, you can play on it four times a day, every day of the week, if you want to. Yeah, exactly. That's what you've got to look so, at. So, you know, it, I'm afraid it's got to be the future. So I'm afraid plastic pitches are here to stay, and they're going to... And there's absolutely no doubt about it. They are. The future... Like it all, lump it, Mr Smith. It's here. No, we haven't got time. Well, can we put Chelsea in room 101 instead, then? <laughs> <laughs> Seven minutes into injury time, and it's still 2-2. Two, two. Um... My next subject, and I know you're a Liverpool supporter, but you're also a football supporter. Mm. Um, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Now, I'm very outspoken. I cannot believe that Manchester United chose him to be their manager. They are supposed to be one of the biggest clubs in the old world, if not the biggest club in the world. The bit, and they've it, chosen it. somebody who couldn't succeed at Cardiff, and he was in the fourth division in the Norwegian. He's out of his debt. What do you think? Uh I hate to say it, but Man United are the biggest club in the world. It hurts me to say it, but they are. And uh, I don't know why they brought Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in, because if I was a legend at a club like he was, he was, uh, I wouldn't want to go back to a club where I could throw that all away in a matter of a few seasons, because at the end of the day, someone only loves you whilst you're making them happy, and if you're not making them happy, they don't love you. And that's what's happening at the minute, into Man United. Like, if you don't succeed at Cardiff, you're not going to succeed at Man United. So, it just proves that money doesn't buy football, like everyone says. He said, he said there, and you know, <coughs> I mean, he, we've given him the night, haven't we? Really, he, he he said there, somebody only loves you as long as you're making them happy. I find him at the Christmas light switch on. Oh, here we go on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Cuddling up on the town hall steps. Oh, it was lovely, it really was. <laughs> oh, it was so sweet. That's the ruination on him, boy, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's the case, Grandaddy was being ruined on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I think football was probably the last thing on his mind, to be honest. <laughs> it, it, it was, no one gets in the way of my football. No one. <laughs> you know, that was coming close. <laughs> she, she looked a charming young lady. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, on Josh Burkett on. Yeah. We're going to do Josh Burkett on. Here we go. Liverpool. Uh, Josh Burkett on Liverpool. Uh, the best team in Europe, by a mile. Proves that. Champions of Europe. You can't deny it. Best team in Europe. Do you get, all, do you get this all the time, Grandad? Yeah. Uh, oh, Liverpool one. Yeah. Oh, crikey. <laughs> I'm going out. Best team in Europe. Uh, and the bookies have paid out, haven't they? Yep. Yeah, books have paid out. Virgil van Dijk, best centre-back in the world. You've got the scariest attacking force in the world. And you've got the best manager in the world. What more can you want? And you've got the best supporters in the world. That's if... I'm not going to go with the best supporters. I'll go with the rest of it. Um, we need a league title, don't we? Because until you get a league title, you, you, you're OK, you've won a cup. We've got 18 league titles. Uh, yeah, I, I, OK, <laughs> you've got 18 league titles. Forrester won the European Cup twice and they play in the Championship. So, you know, yeah. if we okay. talk about history, <laughs> your dad, your, your granddad <laughs> there has got more medals than you'll ever see. I know, yeah. So, um, don't let's do history, let's do current. <laughs> you're, not going, you're not having that one. So, let's do history from a Forest fan, Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> you... For Jurgen Klopp to be a success, yeah. a real success, he's got to win the title. Win yeah, he's got. Game. He's got to. If if he doesn't win the Premier League, he's not a success because Liverpool's target is to win the Premier League. And if we don't win the Premier League, 
you have to start saying, is Jürgen the right man for the job? I know it sounds ridiculous, but <coughs> Liverpool finished second or third this year. You have to seriously question, is Jürgen Klopp the man for the job? Because everybody knows what Liverpool want to do and they want to win the league. They've always been successful in Europe. They've been a cup team, haven't they? They've always done well in cup competitions on a European and a national scale. So you've got to be looking for the league. It was there for the taking last year. and Yeah, yeah. And they blew it. Yeah, we blew it. No choice it. about it, they blew it. Yeah. If that happens again this season... Klopp's got to go. Then Simple. he's not the man, is he? No, he's not the man. You can't deny it. And maybe you've got to look at some of the players in the dressing room as well. You've got to look. Because I think the manager's really easy to point at and say the manager's this, the manager's that. But at the end of the day, the players as well, you've got to look at the leaders in the dressing room, like Jordan Henderson. I like him, but I don't think he's a captain. And you've got to have leaders in the dressing room. And I think that, like, I reckon if Gerard was playing in his prime as a captain last season, Liverpool would have won the league. But what, he, what you were saying about heroes shouldn't go back. If Gerard does a good job at Ibrox and Klopp goes, no Gerard, way, Gerard no manager, way. no way, Gerard stay away. He's Liverpool's next manager. Right, away, a shadow Gerard. of a doubt. <laughs> Grandad, come on then, let's have your um. <laughs> come on, get near that microphone. You're Am I right in saying that Liverpool's got to be a success? They have got to win the title again. Well, the. Probably, but you've got to have a look in football. If it's going your way, and all of a sudden you made one mistake, and you're, you've, you've gone, blown it, haven't you? Well, we I'd look at the Gerrard slip yeah. two years ago. We spoke on Monday night, you know, you're in a good run or you're in a bad run. Uh, and it's so difficult to get out of that bad run, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. they are a cup team. They're a European cup team. They're absolutely brilliant in that, in that competition. Yeah. But... I still think they've got to actually win that league, and I think they will this year. Yeah, I think I will. really do think they they will, unless they implode themselves like they did last time round. Yeah, yeah, because City will be waiting, won't they? And Leicester, that's who scares There's me. Quite the most. a few teams going to be waiting. Brendan Rodgers, oh no. Yeah, it's well, a point to prove there, aren't they? Yeah, if, if he goes and wins the league with Leicester, then it's end of it. <laughs> There's a point to prove. Um, let's just uh, we've just I've, I've really enjoyed this hour because we're just about we're just about finished it. So um, almost the last word. Then Alan, I'll, I'll leave it with you. We said earlier on about um, what do you think of him? I mean, I'm, I'm a, what what are you, Josh? 15, 16? 15, 15. You're fifteen, and he's just sat here and basically talked for an hour and talked brilliantly for an hour on. Lots of subjects, some very serious and some not quite so serious. Um, with what do you think of your grandson? He's a good lad. It, it, it's a matter of uh, he could make it, but you know, it will he make it? You've just got to. It, there's a variation, isn't there? You've got to. Uh, all he can do is give hundred percent, and that's it. And he does so. And if he doesn't make it, it's well. If he not don't the end of the world, is it? Well, no. At the end of the day, you haven't got to make it. At the end of the day, uh, he'll be a better player, and he'll come down and probably earn a few quid. You know. play, yeah, he can end up playing at Flesser if, if, if I'll you're ever so lucky. Quid <laughs> if you really are lucky, Josh, you're an absolute. Yeah, thank you very much. Privilege to talk to you tonight. Um, one of the most, as I said at the beginning, polite, charming young men that I've ever 
ever met. You're an absolute credit, mate. Thank you for coming in. Yes, he gets it from you, Alan. Um, he does. Thank you for coming in, and hopefully it's not too long before we see you again. And we, we wish you all the success in everything. Thank you very much. That Thank you. you do. And Grandad, what a taxi service. It be <laughs> Tomorrow, it's League Look, Grassroots Gossip, the Weekly Flow Serve, Town Talk, the Worldies and the Wallies, and our guide to what's happening in the weekend's sport. Yes, it's the Thirsty Football Show. Night night. Online, on FM, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. <laughs>